Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a life that's free from the bonds of corporate slavery? Maybe you're already on that journey, but you're still figuring it out. This show aims to show you the way by sharing the real stories, strategies, tactics, trials and tribulations of freedom seekers at different stages of their journeys, from running a business on the side to serial entrepreneurs who've launched and scaled multiple multi-million dollar firms. Hello, I'm Craigie B. This is Corporate Escape Plan. Hey, hey, this is the Corporate Escape Plan. I'm Craigie B. Today's guest is known for his passion, enthusiasm, high energy, and sharp shooting, plain talking. He is the founder and director at the well-known Spaghetti Agency, a marketing agency with a difference, colourfully themed around cowboys and Indians, all with a big nod to the movies and spaghetti westerns in particular. I first got to know this chap more than 12 years ago when he was a man in a van, a wine delivery van. These days, he's a well-known social media influencer and sought-after speaker. He's on a mission to help business owners get seen, known, liked and respected for what they do. He's really good at it too. In recent years, this man has acquired more aliases than anyone in the Wild West ever did, (laughs) including, but not limited to, the social media cowboy, the marketing gob, social media (laughs) Todd, or often simply Todd, which is not actually his first name. In a world full of hired guns who are up to no good in this fast-acting, high-value no-nonsense speaker truly stands up for small businesses and stands out from the crowd. He's passionate, he's outspoken, and always vocal on things he believes in. And above all, he's about helping others succeed. That's why I like him. That's why I wanted him on the Corporate Escape Plan podcast, so he could share his job escape story. So, without further ado, I give you... The social media cowboy, social media Todd, and for anyone who's wondering, his rarely heard real name is Greg <laughs> Todd. <laughs> I can't believe you went there. <laughs> Howdy, Craig. Hello. Hello, Mr. Todd, sir. It's so good to have you here today. Thanks, thanks for having me back. and It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on your, your new mission. I like this. This is a really cool idea. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. So we're not going to hang about today. I'm just going to invite you um, for one of our launch episodes to share your job escape story, which I hope um, people who are thinking about embarking on on the entrepreneurial journey, uh, doing a corporate escape, if you like, may may find it inspiring in some way. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, over to me then, I guess. Yes, please. Um, Go for it. Well, yeah. (laughs) The, the whole escape's kind of funny to me because it was, you know, anyone thinking about leaving their job, I, I certainly did that for, for a long time. Um, I, I don't know about you, Craig, I speak to a lot of people and ask them, because I'm intrigued, I'm, I'm kind of nosy like most humans, you know, why do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I speak to 
just said I kind of fell into it. And as I sit here now in, in my office at the end of another long but successful day, I, I kind of fell into this office. I kind of fell into this business. So back back way before the van driving days, which you mentioned, which we'll come to in a minute, I, I, I fell into working in petrol stations. And I was, I was chatting to a lady last night, actually, at a networking event. She fell into working in Nero's and then realized 10 years later, she's still there, so she quit. <laughs> And it resonated so much with my story of petrol stations. Um, and you and I actually were, you know, loosely connected by school days. And one of my first jobs was with a school friend. And I worked with him for a bit and worked in a petrol station, fell into it. And I remember one night I was in, a, I was in, the, in the queue, at the top of the queue, serving the queue um, on a Friday night, busy Friday night. And I just thought, what the hell am I doing here? And it's one of those moments in life where I, felt very aware of what was going on around me. I was just very aware that I shouldn't be where I was. I needed to do something about it. No one was going to do anything but me. And it was make or break, stick or twist, jump or stay where I was, you know, frying pan fire. And, and I was like early 20s and living with mom and dad, I, I cycled to the garage, which I always thought was dead on, like serving <laughs> petrol all day long, I couldn't fucking drive. <laughs> I thought that was very <laughs> um, And I was just really enjoying life. I had enough money to buy some check shirts and CDs, because it was back in the day when you had to have music in a, in a, you know, in a folder <laughs> in, your, in your glove box of your car or a big stacker in your bedroom. <laughs> and I was all right, you know, I was what they call comfortable. Mm. But I wasn't comfortable. I freaking hated it. I, I, I didn't have, I had just enough money to do what I wanted to do. And mm. I was in that busy queue and I was serving and it was kind of like uh, autopilot, really. You know, you do something for a long time, you don't really think about it. And I thought, fuck it, I'm going to quit. And I just quit right there. And, it, you know, that's not the big job that I want to talk to you about in a minute. But I, I just got, you know, remember those old receipts that were called EFTs, big things, electronic fund transfer slips. They were massive pieces of paper you got when you paid on a credit card in the days when you had to sign it, way before chicken and pig. And I have my resignation on the back of one of those. And I've just folded it off and posted it through my boss's uh, office, which was just next to the toilet in the back of the garage, where only I had access to it. And, and I remember thinking once I posted it, ah, oh, shit, now I can't go back. <laughs> now it's gone. You know, there was no clawing back the email. There was no deleting the tweet. It was gone. And yeah. it was odd because six days later, someone came into the petrol station, filled up their transit van with fuel, came in and got closer and closer and closer to the till that I was serving at and, and offered me a job. And that yeah. job then became 11 years in the wine industry, just from a guy who I'd served for a long time, like, you know, he was one of those faces I knew of. We didn't really speak. Lots of people come into garages and they just want their fuel and they want to go. It's fine. Some people come in and chat to you for hours. That's fucking annoying. And <laughs> I had a broad range of people and he just wanted to come in and pay for his season and go. But that one night, for some reason, I, I'll, nev I'll never know why, he just asked me if I wanted to, if I was looking for any extra work and, and I, I needed it. So, so I worked with them for 11 years and I really enjoyed it. The wine industry, obviously, is quite exciting wine. You know, there's a hell of a lot that goes into a bottle of wine. There's a hell of a lot of what goes into a cheap bottle of wine. Like, never buy wine under eight pounds. There's a top tip for you there because it's full of bugs and shit. Oh, wow. Um, it's just horrendous. I'm a 10 pound rule. Huh. Or Brexit, 12 pounds. <laughs> oh, right. You know, yeah, wine needs to be decent or you. It's full of crap. There's some bonus yeah. information there for listeners. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you think you're getting headaches from drinking too much wine, you're getting headaches from drinking shit wine. If you drink a lot of champagne, you, you shouldn't get a headache. It's good. Anyway, I, so I worked with them for 11 years and it was great fun. 
But the last two years were where, where the comfort zone became uncomfortable because one of the directors moved on. Uh, the dynamic changed in the business and, and I was given more responsibility, which is great. I love responsibility, but the whole the job satisfaction thing wasn't working for me. But what I'd been doing on the side kind of opened up a few more doors because they, they were a small business. They needed to get found online. They needed to get found. They needed to sell stuff on their website. They needed more customers like everyone does. And they're a, a very, very old business. You know, They're still mm-hmm. going now. I think on a smaller scale now. But they, like lots of businesses that I now speak to, were working on word of mouth and referrals. And, and I was concerned that wasn't a good strategy even back then. And somehow, I don't know how it happened, a bit like getting the job in the first place, somehow I found myself at a wine tasting. Now, it might sound like a really cool place to be, but I was really not into it. I was like, it's just full of stuffy old bastards. I don't want to be here. I want to be at home, pissing down on the internet. And I met this guy called John. And he asked me about business. And now I know that when someone says, how's business? You're not supposed to tell them it's shit. But I didn't want them, so I did. <laughs> I told him it was fine. I guess it's a bit like when someone says, how are you? And you start telling them everything that's wrong with your body. They're like, oh, I was just making small talk. You know what I mean? But it was like that. And this guy was a bit like, oh, you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say, it's great, thanks. And now I know this. <laughs> but I'm a very honest guy and I just said it's pretty shit really like we've got a new website no one goes to it and the wine warehouse the shop we had was very quiet and he just said you should join Twitter Twitter is a really good tool join Twitter and I, and I listened to him so I did Twitter for about three months very 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 badly and sort of I looked at it and I thought well, was John wrong or am I doing it wrong and I got bored if I'm honest but it, luckily for me I got given an iPhone if I just stood like that <laughs> We changed our phones, and I got the iPhone 3GS. Got the box and everything. Like, if you're not watching this on uh, camera, this is just for Craig. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but look at that. Look at that beauty. Do you remember those? They're amazing. Wow, that's been the museum. But I can't log on to it. Like, it won't open now. It's that flat. But (laughs) that gave me the opportunity. That opened up the world to me. And I always say this about smartphones. They are just a gift from whatever God you pray to because they give you access to whatever you want. Most people dick around on them, but it was a phenomenal tool. And then as a, as a van driver, which is what I was just cruising around the UK, I was able to contact the world and I was able to share our journey. And that's what I started to do. I got bored of trying to sell wine because I was horrendous at it. I sold no wine in three months at all. And then I just started taking selfies of the van parked illegally. I called it flamboyantly parked. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> people love that hashtag I actually got off a parking ticket for that the mayor got me off the parking ticket she contacted the council and said don't give me a ticket he's a local business owner <laughs> so wow. I got off it because of my flamboyantly parked hashtag um, <laughs> that's amazing just, <clears throat> I just had some good fun yeah it was just good fun and, and because it didn't really matter it wasn't like now when I do marketing it, it, it just didn't need, it didn't need ROI my boss didn't even know I was doing it and I did that so this was like in 2010 so, so before I you know, before I left, before I escaped, I'd been doing it for like three years, just, just mucking around on the internet, blogs, and writing. I know you're a keen writer and a keen networker. And I, I'd inadvertently built a network. There was one night, again, one of those moments in my life to add to the receipt and to add to meeting John at the wine tasting. I was putting my son to bed and, you know, we were doing the bath time like you do as a parent. You go through this whole process. It takes forever. I'm now back in that process now. So I've got a little girl. And, yeah. 
I was checking Twitter. He was running around being crazy. I was checking Twitter. And someone just said, why don't we all meet up? So I said, yeah, all right, let's do that. And instead of just like five people meeting up, 90 people turn up to a tweet up. And it was, it was a serious change in my universe, if you like. It was like something crashed and collided and, and said, hang on a minute, what are you doing driving a van? And that led me on a journey to meet the small business owners in the town, become the voice of the small business owners. I attended town meetings. We spearheaded a campaign to try and fund a thousand, hundred thousand pounds from Mary Portis and the government. We got on ITV, BBC, seals on all the local radio stations, and then I continued to get like PR and stuff for the town. But really, it was Todd Underwoods, and, and that was what mm -hmm. people were, were looking at. And it was just good fun. I, I enjoyed doing it, and I think if you enjoy doing something, you keep doing it. There was no real purpose to it. People get saying to me, because we, we had a website as well, which is still live, warwicktweetup.co.uk. It takes Great. 15 seconds to load. It's horrendous. <laughs> it's still there. Um, <laughs> we had a website with like a little database with users, got their own little profile on it. And they said, well, what? someone said, well, how are you going to make money out of this? But I just didn't see it as a business. I didn't see marketing as a business. I and it was, I was blinkered to it, really. And really, when you talk about my escape, and escape to me sounds like I meant it. And the reason I rambled on so long is I wanted to frame that perfectly because an escape sent to me sounds like I meant to leave, but there was a mm. lot of things that happened to me that made me leave. And I, and I think there's a lot of lessons in there for people who are in a job, who are thinking about it and putting those messages out there. I'm, I'm quite into my spirituality now. I'm, I'm a business owner. I've had to kind of read, I've had to get to know myself from scratch. I think I've, I know myself more now than, than ever before. Mm -hmm. because I've had to look back and think, fucking hell, what am I doing? How have I got here? What's happened? And one of the first ever clients we had was very spiritual, and, and she had this phrase called feather brick truck. And the, the simple way to, to imagine it is that when you're getting hints and tips from the world around you, you get a little feather to start with, which there's a great quote by Steven Spielberg to say that the answers are all out there. I'm, I'm bastardizing the quote, but most of them are whispers. You don't hear them. And the, the feather is the first thing. I plenty your feathers. Go and do marketing, Todd. Quit your job. Leave your ex-wife. <laughs> go and do these things. <laughs> but go and make a change. And then I had a few bricks, a few things come my way. And then I had a truck. And my truck was on... Uh, New Year's Eve 2012 into 2013 when I my marriage was kind of broken I'd been in the spare room for quite a few years um, I was enjoying the social media stuff I loved driving the van got pissed too much that little boy marriage was kind of screwed but oh, you know, I was comfortable but not comfortable you know it was back in the vegetation days and I ever had a conversation that that changed my universe really and found out my wife had been with someone else for years you know on and off but it was a long-term affair really and mm -hmm. But I, that was my truck. I was like, well, now I've got nothing. Now, now everything around me where I live is now different. And work wasn't great. I wasn't enjoying after my boss had left. Um, and the, you know, the dynamic had changed there. So I started again. So my, my escape was kind of like I was in prison, but the prison doors were blown open and, and there was a fire in the prison. <laughs> and it was the only way I could go was to leave. Um, and... That year, that was like six months, 2013, were, were nuts. You know, I, I got divorced, I started a new relationship, I started a business, I quit my job, sold my house, I moved in with someone else, all in six months' time. And I think when you're looking at escape, you wait for the perfect moment. That, that was the worst moment to do all those things that I did. 
you look at what's important to a human being and it's their habitat, their home, their, their money, you know, and I've changed all my job, their relationships, got divorced. Everything that's important to a human is kind of noxious. You know, when, when I get that money, I'll do it. Or when, when I've got uh, you know, something to go to, I'll do it. Look at the two times where I've actually made big, big changes in my life. Quitting the petrol station was massive because it enabled me to get a proper job, get a mortgage and start a new life. And, and quitting, the garage, quitting the wine merchant to start a new business was also massive. But both of those times, I had no idea where I was going. Mm-hmm. I just had no idea. And as I sit here now, Craig, I sit and I look at what we've done, which is, which is humble but, but brilliant. It's, it's amazing. But I have no idea how I did it. It's just, it felt right. Um, it, it just felt right at the time to do it. And, and I thought about it and I kind of had moments, but I'd never really put a business plan together. I'd not really properly discussed it. It was just, I made this, made the decision in like thirty seconds on New Year's Eve, and just thought, "Fuck it," and I, you know, I packed a small bag. I've still got the small bag. I'm kind of quite nostalgic like that. I've got the small bag still, mm-hmm. and I just left. Yeah. Started again. So my my escape was kind of it wasn't escape. I was I escaped everything and start and started again. And and if I could give people listening to this any any tips and advice, it's that tips and advice I got from my first client, a feather brick truck, and and Steven Spielberg too. You, the answers that. You, you need are already there. Um, and as I've recently learned about myself, you already know all the answers to all the problems you've got. Because if you're over 10 years old, you've, you've got a phenomenal amount of stuff in your head. <laughs> you've got a phenomenal amount of information that you've, you've computed and you already know the answer. I think the front of our minds, the logical part of your body that you always hear about, you overthink stuff. And those people who don't leave corporate, who don't escape, are overthinking it because you'll be all right you'll be okay and the other week i shared a photo i wasn't sure if it was illegal or not but i took some cash out of a cash machine it's very rare i have to take cash but i go networking i know you do a lot of networking and i have to um pay cash at this networking organization and so it's very rare i go to a cash machine but the money came out and i thought the money has never not come out like in six and a half years of quitting everything Money still comes out of the cash machine. And as long as money's coming out of the cash machine, you'll be all right. You know, I think in this world of social media influencers and Richard Branson quotes, you think you've got to be fucking smashing it. But if money comes out of the cash machine and you're not starving to death, you're all right. You know, we're, we're, we're okay. And some of the poorest people in the world have a smartphone. <laughs> We've got incredible opportunities, incredible opportunities. Um, so, you know, it's feather brick truck. If, if you think you can do something and then you actually do something about it, 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 it's absolutely amazing when you start plugging into that. I do think though, when you're in a corporate job or just a nine to five, it's like you, you're like Keanu Reeves, but plugged in because you're in the system. You're driving in traffic every morning. You're doing the same lunchtime. You've got the, you've only got the weekend to do what you want to do. When you come out of that, and you run your own business, it's fucking tough. I tell you what, it is really tough. I've had some dark moments, dark moments I've ever had before. But you have way more choices, and you have way more awareness of the world. You, you, you feel like you're unplugged from the matrix. You really do. Like, there's horrendous traffic jams and stuff in Warwick at the moment due to all sorts of stuff, improvements, cock-ups. And I look at this traffic and I think, I don't need to be in that mm. because I don't need to be in the office at 9 o'clock. And actually, my office is two minutes from my house. 
I was walking to my local pub, which is two minutes from my house as well, a few years ago, and I said to Joe, wouldn't it be great if we had an office near our house? Now I've got an office near my house. <laughs> I think there's a whole lot going on in the world that we will never understand, certainly in our lifetime. But I'll tell you what I've tapped into recently is that you'll be okay. Cash will always come out of the machine. Someone will always offer you a job when you quit your job. Someone else will come along when you get rid of your ex-wife because it did immediately. I've, I've, I've read a few books recently and I talk about this vacuum in, in the world. It's, you, know, you remove something from your life and something else pops in. And I firmly believe that's what happened when I quit that petrol station job. And when I, when I quit the, the wine job, you know, when I, the day I quit my wine job, it was like a movie. It, it, I quit the job, I had a company car, I had to give that back, and the company phone, which wasn't that one. I had a, an iPhone 5, I think, at the time. And those two things, the company phone and the company car, kept me to that job for a hell of a lot longer than they should have done. Because I gave back the car, yes, I cycled home, and I gave back the phone and I had to get another phone. But then I was like, was that it? Was that all I was worried about? That, that comfort blanket. And I left, I left that job at five o'clock on Friday. I wanted to leave at five o'clock on Friday just because it felt right. And I didn't have a car, so I borrowed my girlfriend's car. I had a girlfriend there, um, still do. And she had a soft top MX5, no, a convertible MX5. So I put the roof down, I put some Prodigy on because <laughs> I'm a kid from the 90s, well, born in the 70s, but that's, that was when I was into music. <laughs> and drove home. I drove home, I, I put my, my son to bed in the spare room of my new house. I put on a tuxedo and went to an awards dinner that I was already going to. And I won a friggin' award. I won the award at the end of the day. And then my acceptance speech was effectively a pitch for my new business. And I, I, was all, I was all right. I've been getting business ever since. I, you just can't predict it. Steve Jobs says you can't, you can't join the dots going forward. You, you, you've got to make the dots yourself, right? And I think mm -hmm. if you're trying to escape now, or you're on that journey for escaping, I, I feel your pain. It, 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 it's not comfortable in the comfort zone. It's fucking uncomfortable. It really is. And I'm in a comfort zone now, if I'm honest. I mean, I, my business is turning over more now than it ever did. But I'm in a comfort zone because I need to push to the next level. And I, I need to quit a few things. I need to write a few resignation letters on a few receipts. You know, I, I, I need to quit the wine merchant again. It doesn't stop. It's not like you start your own business and that's it. You know, I, I bet Richard Branson has shit days on his fucking yacht near his island because he runs out of diesel i don't know but you do you know every, every day is a, is a challenge and when you push yourself you will always get more challenges and if you're in a high power job you've done well you know it's great you've challenged yourself but you're gonna have to start again to push out you'll take all your expertise you'll take all your intuition you'll take all your all your knowledge with you but it's tough but i'll tell you what's a better tough it it's a it's a better uncomfortable though it, it, it's better out here i've unplugged you know it's it, it's a really interesting place but I would love to say that there was a, a book or a program or a system you could do, but in fact, there is. It's in your head. Yeah. You are the system. You know, you, you know what to do. Um, and I think there's so many different ways you can wrap it up, look at your dreams, read this, do meditation, but it, it, we're just looking for actual proof that we know. We know. We know what to do. You know, the, and, and the universe will always, the cash will always come out of the machine. That's the way I look at it. The cash will always come out of the machine. I love that. Unplug from the matrix. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, but it's a better tough. And there's a real freedom that you've described there, despite the fact that you've talked about dark times and tough times. And I think that's an important takeaway from all of what you've said there. And 
I really appreciate you joining us to share your story. And I really hope that that will give someone out there the confidence to get serious about taking action and actually make, making their escape plan a reality. If I can add to it, I, I think when you talk about an escape plan, it's an escape journey. You'll always be escaping. Um, there was a great um, episode on Top Gear, proper Top Gear, not the Amazon Top Gear, which is still good, but the proper Top Gear, where they had um, a Volkswagen Beetle following them around one of their ridiculous challenges, because the Volkswagen Beetle apparently just never breaks down. And I'm sure it does. But anyway, the, the point of it was that that was their plan B. If the vehicles that they'd chosen broke down, they had to drive the Volkswagen Beetle, and none of them wanted to do that. because they were um, Yeah, I remember that one now, you know, yes. Now, when you, when you break out of corporate, when, when you go it alone, you'll always have your corporate skills. You'll always have your CV. You'll have your LinkedIn contacts. You'll always have that Volkswagen fucking following you around. So it's not an escape plan. It's not an escape moment. It's a, mm. it's a fucking journey. It's a constant journey all the time. That's a great point. And well put. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, we're not just about providing value for our listeners. We're also about offering our guests the opportunity to share with our listeners something about themselves, about their business, or, or how and where to find them online. So, now is my invitation to, to you to do just that and introduce something of your own. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm all about meeting and greeting and getting to know people. So really just head to my website, which is spaghettiagency.co.uk. You'll love it. It's great fun. And the best thing you can do really is get on my email list. There's no kind of spammy salesy tricks and stuff. It's called the Friday Digital Roundup. I've just written it for this week. Um, it's five years old, that email. It goes out every single week and it's just good good old-fashioned fun. Um, spaghetti agencies in Spaghetti Western. I, I shoot from the hip. I walk the walk. It's good fun, our business. Um, you'll either like it or hate it. Um, but but check it out. I, I, and I'd love to hear from people and, and hear about their, their, you know, their journeys and stuff as well. So uh, if you're listening to this and you want a bit of help, just find that website. You'll find me. I'm pretty good at being found online, to be honest. <laughs> Brilliant. That's Spaghetti Agency. And I can vouch for what Mr. Todd, sir, has said about his Friday di Digital Roundup email, it is quite unlike anything else that hits my inbox, and it is worth looking out for and signing up to, um, because he's bang on what he says, it's fun, and I haven't seen anyone else doing quite what you're doing with, with your email newsletter, and um, I, I think, I love the fact that it is so different. Yeah, that, and that's, do you know what, when you, it, it, we're all unique, we always hear this, we're all unique, and you start looking at DNA and all this stuff, and we are really, really are unique. So why does everyone do the same thing? And, mm. you know, when you're in corporate and you're, when you've got a job, you're plugged in, unplug, be different. It, it, it's fucking fun, I tell you, it's really good fun. Brilliant. Social media Todd of Spaghetti Agency. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I found today's session utterly absorbing. Um, such a fascinating story and wonderful insights for me. Um, so I'm sure that's true for our listeners too. Thank you so much for joining us today and hopefully we'll see you again real soon. Count on it. Thanks, Greg. Cheers. Cheers. So 
If you've enjoyed today's episode and feel you'd benefit from joining a community of like-minded people, then you may wish to consider joining our free Facebook community. Head over to Facebook now, look for the Corporate Escape Plan community, then apply to join by answering the questions. The group officially opens on Monday, March 9th, 2020. So if you're listening to this episode during our launch week, you may need to wait a number of days for your application to be approved. See you inside.